0: Hey everyone. This is Abigail James and you are now tuning in to COTM Radio.
1: But um we're going to pass this on to another goat that we have here um on the mic with us. I have a question for you, Abby.
0: What's up?
1: Um <laughs> how has God shifted your intimacy time?
0: Um honestly just as you guys were explaining, um I used to take time out of my day and It's not like I had a perspective of I have to go separate myself in order to get filled up. And I think that that is, like Pastor Chase was talking about that last week, I think, the difference between isolation and solitude. Yeah. Um, I think that before this year especially, I did not have the spiritual maturity, nor did I have the faith to understand the difference between isolating myself and what I felt like I was getting filled up with versus actually having solitude and i found myself um i found myself getting filled up more with community first before i could by myself Mm -hmm. um so this year as i've been actually walking by faith day by day um (laughs) i feel like i'm getting filled up every single day Honestly, it's not, um, it's not a specific hour of the day, Yeah. but there are specific minutes, I guess, where you kind of have to stop and kind of go back and really think about what just happened. Um, it's honestly just being more aware of your surroundings and being spiritually observant.
1: Uh, two questions. You said that uh, community was where you saw yourself getting filled up. And um, I want to ask, how has that changed for you in the season that you're in? And the last thing that you said was, um, geez, what did you just say? I
0: can't remember, to be honest. At a
2: particular hour of the day no the last
1: sentence that you just said Dang it. answer that first one trying to
0: remember. um so i guess i guess i didn't really explain it well with being in community i still isolated myself yeah so until i realized that i could be surrounded by many people and still feel alone um I understood that it took being comfortable with being by yourself and being alone and know that you're not lonely. Mm. Um, (laughs) Facts. And, yeah. Man. I think that, I honestly think that my perception of community itself changed when I was willing to be involved with the community and willing to, not willing, but being more comfortable with who I am by being alone and knowing that, if I can be solid through Christ as an individual, the community in which I enter into, not only will the atmosphere change, but the body of Christ will be that much more right. in tune with the spirit of God.
1: Mm. Really good. <sighs> I cannot remember what the second thing was. You said something fire at the end, but. Should I go back? <laughs> can you? Spiritually observant. Are we ready? Are we live? We're live. Okay. Now that I remember. Uh, What does it look like for you to be spiritually observant? Um, Either in community or outside community? Um, Preferably both.
0: Outside of community. So to be spiritually observant. you say it all the time but being comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah um it's funny because the more observant you are alone but looking at things that have nothing to do with you you start to form not only thoughts but ideas and opinions and um I think that that is how you get to know your own character. Hmm. Um, And through character comes that posture of humility. Um, And I feel like once you have that ability to be okay with coming to the Lord as you are truly not worrying about what he's going to think, then you can start to be more observant in a community and know that there's a difference between watching and judging Hmm. Um, because I think that that (laughs) I think that yeah
3: sorry did you say what you think or what he thinks
1: what he thinks right what he thinks you don't have to worry about what God thinks yes Sorry. So like a deeper vulnerability. Yes, right? yes, yes.
0: Gotcha. Absolutely. Yeah, that's
1: really good. Uh, so,
3: how oh. do, so as you're acknowledging these things and you're perceiving these things and observing them, how do you allow God to breathe on that and give you discernment? Um,
0: I struggled with that a lot hmm. until I understood that obedience is not a limitation but a liberation and knowing that within obedience you have to oh, oh. Um, <laughs> oh man
4: obedience is not a limitation oh. it's a liberation but a
0: liberation um
1: say it again please
0: so he had asked what it looks like to allow the lord to into the vulnerability, I guess, Uh um, to sum that up. And I said, it takes obedience and it takes um, having that realization that it's not a limitation but a liberation. (laughs) Um, But
3: Can you expand on that Yeah,
0: absolutely. So within obedience itself, it's something that obviously does not come naturally. Um, It takes failures, ups and downs um, repenting multiple times, um, but I think that, I'm just trying to make sure I word this right, I think that the more obedient you are to the Lord, um, the more in relationship you are, because it's more of him and less of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that, just for an example, a lot of people, when they go through dry seasons, whatever they want to call it, they often get so caught up in the fact that they can't hear the voice of God, when in actuality, they don't really have the fine tuning and the obedience to know when to ask him and know when to sit and wait. Hmm.
1: Um. Hmm. Wow. That's really good. The end Every time. <laughs> so funny. Um, knowing the difference when to ask and when to sit. Um, I had this thought a long time ago that, when Jesus was dying on the cross and he was crying out, father, father, why have you forsaken me? Um, That the separation between God and Jesus. And again, I'm not a theologian, but this is just my thought of what I picture when God turned away from Jesus because he couldn't look upon his sin. And I think I've said this on the podcast before that it says that the enemy goes before the Lord day and night, um, being the accuser of the brother. So it's not that God can't be in sin. It's just that he just doesn't want to crush us because he's so perfect. Mm. And so when God turned away from Jesus, it wasn't necessarily because I just can't handle it. Like God is God. Like he can handle whatever the heck he wants to handle he turned away and the picture that I got was like me when I was a small boy and I think it was my mom and she was paying bills. She was paying bills on the kitchen table and I'm like to kind of back to her left and I was trying to get her attention and it wasn't that she wasn't trying to respond to me but there was something before her that was more important. And so the thing that God did when he turned away from Jesus, it wasn't that Jesus was no longer important but what Jesus had did was he had allowed God to take care of our debt and had taken take he had taken his attention off of Jesus and put it on back onto us and when I realized that when you said we need to know when there's there's the moment to either ask or sit it's in between those awkward moments when we're trying to get God's attention and he's like Mm. there's something more important at hand that that I'm it's not that I'm forsaking you but there's something that is that I'm handling that's for your future. Right. If that makes sense. Mm. We get so frazzled in those moments where we feel like we can't hear God, but he's always speaking, always speaking. The um, I shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Father. So the fact that you are still breathing means the Father is still speaking. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: He's always speaking, whether you think he, he isn't or not. If you can hold that in your heart, it'll it'll continue to keep you in perfect peace as you keep your mind set mm-hmm. upon Him. It's crazy. Honestly, I feel
4: like people tend to think when God speaks it's something grand and masterful and hard to figure out, and you just need uh, fifteen hours of pure Jesus time to figure it out. When sometimes it's literally the smallest things. Yeah, just mm-hmm. fair. Sometimes the most obvious thing, but you're just overlooking it yourself.
1: Yeah. I rack my brain all the time trying to figure out, like, is it obvious, God? Like, is it, is it just literally right in front of my face and I just can't see it? Because that's where my mind goes for the, generally nine times out of ten. i I'm Nine Ooh. times out of ten, I'm like, it's got to be right in front of me. It has to be right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, actually, there's, there's some progress that you need to get to in order to get to that point where you're actually going to realize it. Like Matthew 4. I was in Matthew 4 for months months just rereading it over and over and over and i was like i don't know what this is lord and then months later down the road tj was like bro guess what god told me to read this backwards and then he was like boom 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 everything that i had read finally came to like this culmination culmination is that the word yeah. culmination of like this ma- it wasn't a massive revelation but yeah, it's a pretty big revelation. <laughs> but the process of getting to that was just this long thing that I was just like, it's got to be right in front of me. And it was right in front of me. It literally was right in front of me. I read Matthew four like months on end. In front of you, but you're looking the other way. Yeah, I really was looking the other way. I didn't think to read it backwards. CJ think, thought to read it backwards.
3: But I think also that's just the power of community in spirit spirit spirit-led community because there's a difference between just talking about you know life and talking about maybe a sermon or whatever it is and like actually sharing something deep that god's doing in you because it was just out of a place of like that morning i was reading matthew 4 and god told me to go backwards and i was like oh that's cool you know and it it didn't it didn't do something super deep in me i was just like that's a cool revelation like interesting Mm -hmm. i never thought to look at it that way um that's an interesting idea and like like it started to just change some things of how I saw God but then once I shared it with Jamal he had been in it for so long that for him it was you know there was something that he was hungry for and seeking in that place that when I said that it just activated what was already in him right mm-hmm. and it wasn't something that was necessarily in me but he recognized it in that moment and because of that God was able to move I think in both of us yeah. and share that revelation in both of us that's actually happened a couple times between us. Uh, with Absolutely. Hebrews, was that Hebrews 4 and people of faith?
1: People of faith. People of faith. People yeah. of faith.
4: Patience and God giving you the answer because they expect it to come from themselves and not from other people. I can look for an answer all I want, and yet it may come from some random dude I'm talking to at City Sport. mm
5: from mm.
4: out of nowhere just yeah. one thing just one he could really start tying his shoe and your brain will just go start working you're like yeah. well that's interesting well, that's that's crazy okay yeah. <laughs> and instantly that's where you go and it's crazy how through all of our lives we end up benefiting people in ways we don't even know it. Mm -hmm. just us being ourselves and walking in obedience. We're, we're doing something for somebody else and we don't even see it. Mm -hmm. And how that's evident is how we see other people in their lives. Not just your own as well. Of course, the things we see, of course we see it, but we hear stories. We know people. If they're lying to telling the truth, we know, hopefully,
1: (laughs) hopefully, hopefully.
4: But understanding that stories are testimonies, and, and those testimonies don't stop with them because they could go to straight to you.
5: Mm.
1: Speaking of something that didn't stop with somebody, uh, me and Jordan were at uh, City Sport today, <laughs> 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 and this dude was just on another level. Tweaking. Yeah. He it, it literally looked like he was just tweaking. He was on the treadmill. He took his shoes off. He was running barefoot on the treadmill, <laughs> which is disgusting. Barking. And, yeah. yeah, barking. <laughs> and then he, like, got off the treadmill, went to this other guy who was on a treadmill, and he was like, you got to go till you die. And he was just like, what is going on? <laughs> and then he just walked out. It was weird. And... um me and Jordan finished up what we were doing. Uh, he left, and then I left a little bit later. And as I'm coming out, I turn, and this guy is sitting right in front of my car. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, like why? Why me? Why are you doing this to me <laughs> knowing I got to talk to this guy? And so I walk up, and as soon as, as I'm walking up, he's hitting this pen. And so he's getting lit. Uh-huh. And I mean lit. Like every hit, he goes... T- <laughs> He's just trying to do everything. Get in he's in trying to get everything time. in, and he's I'm done just done like, right, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, he's getting even more lit." And I'm walking up, and I just stop, and he hops up. He's like, "Hey man, how you doing?" Hi. I'm doing well. How are you? And he goes, "Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. To be honest with you, Uh how's your workout?" I was like, it was, "It was good. Yeah, it was good." And he was like, "Yeah, well," and I was like, "What are you doing out here, man?" And he goes. To be honest with you, I uh you know, my wife left me and uh I'm sleeping in my car, but you know what? I still have joy. Mm. And I was just like, Huh. Well that makes sense while you're getting lit. I could die. I still have joy. Oh yeah, he did say that too. He said, if I die, I'll go to heaven. So I'm not really upset about it. And I was just like, man. And I got to talk to the guy a little bit more, and he's got his own uh, detailed business for cars, and he gave me one of his cards. But, like, he has no idea that this is going to get shared on the podcast, that he's walking in joy regardless of everything that's happened to him and how many people are going to listen to this episode. you be affected by one story from somebody else. One story, just by... Mm. Him being him in the moment, being vulnerable about what his life is going, what's going on in his life. And I was just, I was, I didn't feel bad, but I I felt like, dang, okay, God, me and Jordan were definitely looking at this guy like he was absolutely insane. And then come to find out there's a full reason of why he is the way he is and doing what he's doing. And
4: And that's the better way of probably looking at life and people in the sense of. Looking at them of, we're looking at what you're doing because we're observant, but jumping to the conclusion of you knowing the reason why. Is where it, it turns to something else. Mm. Like, I don't. But not one time did I think like, oh, and what he was doing, he like, oh, he's demonic or oh, he he's all he's off awesome. And one I was looking at him like, yo, he's crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on, but that boy's on something. Yeah. But not in a judgment way of, like, he's not human. He's not the son of God like I am. Yeah. And mm. like there's no difference between him and me. Yeah. At all. Because mm. me judging and then now hearing part of his story, it's like, oh, well, he was a Christian too. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> Ready?
2: <laughs> um, well, I mean, I don't know. I just think it just speaks to how much purpose we all have. And you know, we were talking about earlier in the season about how even when you're misaligned, there is still so much value that comes from you that God can use. Yeah. Um, and he's definitely feeling some misalignment right now. Yeah. You know, his whole foundation um has been shaken and rocked, but from the surface you would think that, but what he was springing forth was life. Um man. You know, and so but just your your response to his attention, to his uh activity like gravitating towards you. Yeah. Um in an abstract way just like i just started going through john like recently and it um i was reading john 2 um where jesus changes the water into the wine it's the first miracle he does um and his mom is the one that initiated it and um when the wine was gone Jesus' mother said to him they have no more no more wine and he said woman I have nothing to do with this why are you why are you getting me involved mm. um why are you involving me in this I don't need to I'm not partaking in this I have nothing to do with this it's and he specifically says my hour has not yet come yeah you know but I'm hearing questions about walking and anointing and how long and how often and Jesus right here is like my hour has not yet come but it's like dude you're Jesus like Your time doesn't have to come for you to be walking in your anointing. Um (laughs) um,
1: (laughs) but to I don't want to tangent off because I feel like CJ you got something to say about that. Yeah, no. Rudy basically just said to Jesus, like, you don't have a choice. (laughs) Like you're gonna you are anointed and you're gonna walk in that. But the man they reminds me of the story of the centurion of like Jesus. He came to Jesus and he was like, yo, uh, somebody in my house is sick. Like, I really need your help. Please just say the word and like, you, it'll be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus was like, all right, like, let's go, let me go and heal this person. He was like, no, 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 you don't have to go anywhere. Jesus. Like, I know you got power. You just say it just say and it. it's going <laughs> to happen. Yeah. And I, bro like when you throw Jesus off like that <laughs> when you throw Jesus off like that man the um the understanding that you got to have t- about God in that way is so powerful because i just get excited when Jesus gets excited mm-hmm. and so when you said that i got really excited
2: and before you go, I, I mean, the the main reason why I brought that up is because you were feeling like that dude, like with that guy, like, why me? Why? Yeah. Are you, why are you bringing them to me? Like, why are you bringing him to me? It's like my hour has not yet come. <laughs> it's <laughs> like what you mean, like you're always in it. You're always in it. That's funny. That's
1: funny. <laughs> what you
2: mean? That's the title of
1: this episode. What you mean? Anyways, never mind. We got we got Abby on the line. We gotta. Focus.
3: CJ? No. Let's just not go there. Um, I was actually going to bring it back to what we were originally talking about. Um, If I remember right, the last question was what I asked about observing and then observing and what it looks like for God to reveal himself in that process Mm -hmm. and reveal what he wants to reveal in what you're seeing. Mm. And through that, you were talking about how um obedience isn't a task but it's something like i forget exactly obedience what the, is not yeah. limits and not a limitation not but a limitation.
1: liberation yeah I wrote, which, I wrote that down which is amazing because
3: <laughs> i like just just the verse of um you'll obey me because you love me right that's right? right yeah and when uh yeah there's just so much in that Jeez. but yeah continue
0: um, I, What I actually love about that story, Jamal, is it's not even the fact that he brought up the joy, but his unintentional intentions behind that. Yeah. Unintentional, unintentional intentions, meaning that he was unapologetic for his joy and having that, I think we were talking about it earlier. We definitely were just talking about it actually having that impact on the authority to have the impact on other people's lives, whether you know it or not. Um, (laughs) I think that guy is somehow more obedient
5: Mm.
0: in Mm. speaking to God in public than probably a lot of Christians in the church because He's going to say what he feels is on his spirit to say, and he's not going to worry about how it's portraying. And I feel like when people begin to have an influence anywhere, not even in a church, they get so caught up in what they're producing that they don't even know, really, the process that they have to go through in order to, per- in order to pursue the way that God is pursuing and what they're talking and what they're talking about. Mm. And so, like, when we were talking about worship last night, just going back to that, because that's the first thing that came up to my mind right now, is just how are we supposed to listen to the congregation if we don't know how to listen to the congregation? Hmm.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think
3: <laughs> as far as listening goes, it's whether you're listening to what heaven's saying over the congregation or what the congregation wants you to say over them. Hmm. good point. And
4: say that one more time
3: that it's whether we're listening to what heaven's saying over the congregation or what the congregation wants you to say over them. Because you can sit around all day with a gifting, not not an anointing, but a gifting, and say what they want want you to say, and everyone to be happy, not necessarily joyful, but Mm -hmm. happy, feeling good, coming to church, feeling the weight taken off their lives because they hear what they want to hear and they're moving mm. forward. They're they're staying in the place that they're, that they're at. They're not actually moving forward, but, you know, they're at least feeling like something's happening. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Versus what heaven is declaring over them, which mm-hmm. might be something completely different.
0: Something that they don't want to hear.
3: Something that they don't want to hear.
0: <laughs> right. And I think that that again goes back to having the Definement in your obedience and knowing that you're going to have to say whatever God wants you to say whether people are going to like you or not. Yeah. Because if you're walking in obedience, trust that whatever the Lord is saying needs to be said and don't get so caught up in how that person is going to perceive that or how the congregation is going to perceive that. Because people come in here as they are. They're going to obviously, because we're human, want to hear what they want to hear, mm-hmm. not what they need to hear. So mm-hmm. are we willing to, yes, welcome them with open arms, but also tell them what they need to hear? Because I feel like, like accountability partners. People get mad at people that they literally ask to keep them accountable <laughs> when they come through a season. And start hearing stuff that they don't want to hear anymore. Fair. Sure. So. Uh,
1: go ahead. Walls. <laughs> walls. You can hear the walls when you speak and your word goes forth. You will hear that word hit the wall. That's a different topic for a different day. Jordan. Did a song come to your mind? Uh, yes, but... I don't
4: remember <laughs> what song because I, I my mind went somewhere different but it's just the thought of people in the church it was like everybody wants to be wrecked in the church but nobody wants to see what the wrecking looks like um, it's crazy that how much vulnerable people try to get and yet, still feel like they're not getting anywhere. Mm. Hmm. When people come to church, they don't have a clear understanding, especially new people and they're new, new in their faith. They don't have an understanding of what their walk and calling is versus somebody else's, and what their spirit is saying versus what somebody else's spirit is saying. Mm. Um, And there's even people that are old in the church and still don't have a clear understanding of that. Um, We've talked about it a lot, especially with worship when, and Jamal even touched on it, I think it was two Sundays ago, was don't fake it. If you don't feel it, don't fake it. But knowing when you feel it and when you don't people tend (laughs) every time there's like a giant breakthrough night Chase is speaking over 40 people and and literally just going crazy that moment everybody wants that that again every week yeah why can't we get that every week Mm. 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 there's nothing holding us back from getting that every
1: week there is we are. We are holding us back. I was talking. Can't stop us. Noth- yeah, 100%. That's what Nothing. Yeah. Hundred percent. Nothing can, can stop us. We are holding us back from that. I was talking to CJ. Uh, I think at Panera Bread. It's usually where it happens. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you got the double journals out. I'm scared. <laughs>
1: where are we going with this? Uh, Ephesians three seventeen. man, I pray I can tie this together. 3, three seventeen uh, through 18. So that Christ may dwell in your heart, hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend. That you may have strength to comprehend. Um, blessings. I was... I was, what was I doing? I don't know what I was doing, but I was, no, I was praying. I was praying and I was asking God, you know, like, I just want my blessings. What are my blessings, Lord? I got a lot. I know your, your word says I have a lot. So I just want my blessings. And you know what happened? Nothing. Absolutely nothing happened. Because the blessing is the comprehension, that nothing needs to happen. The blessing was the comprehension that your circumstance doesn't have to change, it's what is in you that allows you to endure your circumstance, the strength to comprehend. When we sing the song, eyes haven't seen or ears haven't heard the kind of blessings that are about to fall on me, (laughs) there we need strength to comprehend those blessings
5: Mm
1: -hmm. and so we start to go into the season of like things piling on top of us to build our strength and we're like well wait a minute this is not the blessing no you're actually that is the blessing because you're building your strength to be able to comprehend what's happening the comprehension is the blessing Does that make sense? Mm
4: -hmm. It's fun. The questions, the way we question, like literally you saying, no, this isn't it.
3: Where does that come
4: from? (laughs) Like, the fact that we're looking at what God has told us and we're like, that's not it.
0: Because we don't want to hear it.
4: (laughs) Is it that or we just don't understand it? And we're trying to look for something we understand. understand.
2: Well, to highlight what you're saying is we like the process of receiving the word, Mm -hmm. like, that interaction right. where Chase is hmm. talking to you and delivering the That's word to you. We, so good, yeah. we like catching it, but like sitting there and playing catch right. and developing of whatever that word actually is. Mm. And then going into step and like, I was actually literally thinking this on the way here. I was like, man, I can see in myself sometimes when I will stop uh, journaling on a specific thought or, I will stop asking a certain question because the, the the strength to comprehend that comes with not responsibility. It does come with responsibility, but man, there is a lot of strength that comes with right. fully accepting that truth. That truth. Yeah. Um, and I think you know the word sounds good when it's given to us, but then when we have to go and break it down onto what that means. How do I accomplish that? What do I do with that? What does that look like? We don't want to take, not necessarily we around this table, but people in general don't want to take that and fully chew through that and actually apply it. If we did, I think the flow of words would come more often. Yeah. I think we're stopping the flow in certain points. Um, Because it's like whoa, whoa, okay, that word was a lot. Uh, I'm not going to do anything with it, but I want to keep receiving words. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, strength, strength of comprehension for sure.
3: The other side is what comes alongside that word when you get called out for that word. I think is is another factor. Uh Um, What do you mean? So like, why do you why do you need the word called out in front of other people?
4: In front of other people? Yeah, in, the,
3: in those moments. it's Is is the word of God spoken any more powerful from someone on stage than in the secret place? Hmm. So why do we wait from, for it from there?
1: That's fair. Oh, okay. That's
3: fair. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Because one thing God showed me is there's a lot of added stuff that comes with that being declared in front of people versus it being declared in the secret place whether that's in the community around you or to your own character and how you perceive yourself with others. Mm. Um, there's a whole lot added to it.
4: Yeah. Cause I feel like it's either in front of other people or the or who it's coming from.
3: Yeah. Because a lot of times I'll come to that place where people will be getting words. And this is my this is my uh, internal discussion with God. I'm like, oh God, I want a word. And God's like, you know I can give you a word. Mm. And I'm like... Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like, like it's, it's usually that simple because cause, cause he's, I mean, like, and, it, and it's, it's so, I'm, I'm really thankful for it because he'll just call out and mean like, no, like, you know I can speak this over you. Like, you know I can speak over you what I need to speak over you. But there's also a place where some people aren't willing to or sometimes aren't comfortable enough with receiving that in the secret place that it needs to be called out hmm.
1: that it needs to be called out
3: not that it needs to be called out but that it being called out gives them the power to actually step into it
1: okay it's
3: fair
0: called out in front of people
3: no just called out because hmm. there's something different when someone else comes up and gives you a word right or yeah. starts to clear something over you yeah um,
4: Depending on the person, because some people, I can give a word to somebody, <laughs> and Jamal can give a word to somebody, and they're going to feel some type of way, just because it's us. Like, not saying it's us, but I mean, the person that's giving it, people tend to look at the person and not the word. Yeah. Also, they try to look at the person and not who gave the person the word. Mm. It literally just stops at the person.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's just funny, because in the same way as that word being right there in front of you but you looking a different way it's if you again if you don't have that uh, not even ability
1: strength to comprehend
0: i guess it's strength if you don't have the strength to be that complete individual and knowing that there's things that once they're spoken to you, they need to be sown privately in order to be shown publicly, mm. then people can be missing words left and right because they're so caught up in, especially if someone's speaking to them that has an influence in the church, mm. like say Pastor Chase gave me a word and I have more confidence in his doing than my own doing, mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to search for that word coming from him mm. rather than first off God himself, but also obtaining it myself.
4: You believe that people limit their words because they think that there needs to be a title over them for them to even do it in the first place or for it to even bring a change.
3: Sorry, I say that again?
4: <laughs> I can't say that again. <laughs> um, do you believe people think they have to have like a pastor title over them for them to have a powerful word or a changing word is that a mind
3: do you believe that's a mindset that the church has because
5: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: I think it depends on the culture because mm-hmm. I've been to churches where it's just normal mm-hmm. people are going up giving words to everybody right <laughs> like it's Let's some go. churches some churches um like it's almost weird if you Like, haven't gotten a word being there, you know? Mm. Um, Even the culture of YWAM was like that. It's like, you're giving words to people left and right, and God was, like, speaking in that way. Um, But the culture of other houses doesn't even sit in a place where prophetic gifting is acknowledged.
4: Mm.
3: Now God speaks in that place, and the Spirit can move in that place. It just might look a lot different. Mm. but i think the culture dictates a lot of that.
0: And what's normalized too. I think that it's funny cuz people forget how complex the body of Christ is. If we were to look at it as a human body. Mm. The first thing people tend to think about is how many bones in the body there is.
5: Mm.
0: They don't think about the veins. They don't think about the cells. They don't think about the tendons, the ligaments, the
5: muscles.
0: (laughs) 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 I feel like there's just so much that we ignore because we choose to title it as insignificant if it's not coming from where we want it to come from or if it's not coming from where we think it should come from. That goes back to the culture and what's normalized in a church.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) How do we get off on this? I don't know. We were talking about listening to...
0: Mm. Obedience, I think.
3: Yes, and listening to the congregation, Mm right? Right
1: yeah
3: I'm, I'm just going back to the group
1: right? ah so that's what wanna, it was if
3: we want to revisit that
1: yeah you went in
3: we're just we go all over right.
1: what did you say you said something about Redirected. if you're listening to heaven or what people wanted to want spoke oh, yeah, over them to, just, yeah. um, listening to to tie back to our conversation that we had last night um, that was a really good conversation um sorry, we didn't record that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's unfortunate. But how would you sum it up? I would sum it up by saying to, there is there's weight with underscoring and there's weight with the word. Um I would say they don't add to each other and we can still get back into that if we want to. <laughs> they don't add to each other? I think they equally bring the presence of the Lord and that is the wait period in the discussion. All right, no, then we agree. That's, We're all caught that's, up. That's We're all caught up. All <laughs> um, that when you're when when you are speaking what people want to hear, um, eventually it's going to catch up to you um, because that isn't the thing that. Um, That isn't the thing that changes people's lives. That's just the thing that keeps people comfortable. Mm. Um, So when you do speak, I don't want to say things that people don't want to hear, but when you do listen to the Holy Spirit and what he is saying to the church, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying that's the thing that will move people into their destinies, move people in the prophetic, move people in the healing, move people in what they were called to do, and that's what draws people to the church. Um, Being in that one accord with heaven, being in step and rhythm. Go ahead, Abby, let it fly.
0: It's just... Being attracted to the church. Mm. It's just Mm. that people tend to be more attracted to the church than to anything else. And I think that...
1: People tend to be more attracted to the church? Mm -hmm. What do you mean by anything else? I mean more of a building
0: than people in the same way as people to their spirit.
1: Okay. 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 Yeah. Yep. People are attracted more to the lights, the experience, the um just the
0: act of going to church. Yep.
1: Active going to church. It's cool. It's it's popping. There are cool people there, you know. Um we get entertained when we go to church. It's an entertainment. It is another in an entertainment center. Um but when you when you constantly stay in the spirit you're attracting people who who follow the spirit um and that turns into a whole different dynamic of of what people are expecting when they come to church they expect the the boring just drawn out um and then when you come in the present and we can't get out of a praise break and Mm. we've been in the praise break for the past hour and a half and then chase goes up there and says you know what i think we're just going to stay here for the rest of service if you don't like it well anyways and then we, we just stay there like that man
3: so there's something that we've jumped around about um in different areas we've talked about the strength to comprehend um and we've also talked about the ear to hear right and listening to the congregation observing what's actually happening in the spirit versus what's happening in the physical, right? Mm-hmm. And listening to what heaven's declaring and what earth's declaring or what the congregation's declaring. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also this idea of walls. That <laughs> we've talked about a bit more off-air than on-air, but since it came up, I was kind of just seeing that all those things come together. Mm. Um, and I guess my question, jumping off point for you, Jamal, is what where is that strength need to manif- where does that strength need to manifest in order for the ear to be able to hear what it needs to hear
1: wow. wow what a great question uh i think it manifests differently for all of us some of us are seers so that strength is going to manifest in, in in vision um in things that you cannot see and you pushing through to see it, you eventually figure out that um, you walk by faith and not by sight, and that's going to strengthen your sight. Um, I posted something on on Instagram a, a while ago that it's, we don't see, it's not that faith is blind because we think that, well, we walk by faith and not by sight, so faith must be blind. No, it's actually when you know exactly what you have to do and you have to step on faith, you see that. You see that thing. And it's a lot more difficult to uh, do that, and that's what strengthens your vision. Um, Hearing, uh, for me, strengthening my hearing um, came in the form of hearing how words would hit people and how they would respond. Their reaction told me what was really going on in the depth of them and so that is what strengthened my hearing through different people, different conversations, different whatever. Um, and then you have your feelers. Now, your feelers get really confusing because they can go into an atmosphere and if everybody's faking it, then they don't understand if their spirit is wrong or if it's they're just not really getting it. So feelers get really, uh, un, unsure because you can have a talented person singing, but if they're not in the spirit, you're really, you're, you're just like, I oh, will I guess I just don't get it. And you'll leave church and you'll go back into your private time. And you're like, I don't get it, God. I'm searching for you. And I thought I was supposed to feel you, but I don't feel you. But everybody else around me feels you, feels you like they got their hands lifted up, but I just don't feel it. So like, what is going on? the strength comes um, in many different ways but I think what strengthens them all collectively is
4: going to be knowing that you have it brings more strength
1: I think Everybody knows that they have something to some degree. They don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. but they know that they have something to some degree. But knowing it, where it's coming from, in the understanding of, like, I know where it's coming from.
4: I know I have it. I know it can do this. And that
1: builds strength. Yes. But knowing that you have something doesn't always work out in the way that you want it to work out. Um, What I was going to say, what builds the strength of all of them in the collective moment is that there's power in transition. When you transition into something, you feel the thrust or the impact of the transition
5: Mm.
1: when it hits something. When Pastor Michelle went up on stage last Tuesday, she said, I had something. I knew I had something. But when I went up there, it completely went out the window. Mm. And what happened was she didn't say a word. The transition of that moment, it was Pastor Alyssa who was just like, no, we're going to stay here and we're going to worship in this moment. And so transitioning, when you trans transition, will take you into a place where you think you have something, but then it moves you in a different way, if that makes sense. It moved Pastor Michelle in a different way. Say she was a seer and she saw how she was going to say something, but she went up there and it didn't happen like that. So you can't rely specifically on the gift that you have. And you're like, okay, well, it's going to happen in this way. When transition happens for you and you, got, and you get transitioned into whatever it is that the spirit is going to do for you in the collective moment of worship, I think there is, uh, a space where we can all see, like, we thought Pastor Michelle was going to do something, but then Pastor Alyssa was like, no, 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 no. we're going to do this. And it wasn't that Pastor Alyssa was doing that, but it was that the two of them were on one accord. And so Pastor Michelle went up there and didn't say anything. Alyssa, at the same time, knew that she was supposed to keep singing. So, in that moment of transition, of something happening, that where two people were on one accord, that means everybody else in the congregation can understand that they have all different somethings, but they can be in one accord with the Spirit at that same time. And that is where they can understand, where like, okay, the Spirit's moving. Because they didn't have a conversation with each other. I I can see that. They did not have a conversation with each other. The Spirit is moving, and that's when you can identify those moments of that's the spirit. (sighs) Did that answer your question, CJ? Yeah.
3: Awesome. I don't know why. Maybe I was just jealous. I was like, Lord, I want to feel things. (laughs) Because I had heard of all these other people feeling things, right? Mm I was just curious what they meant. And so I started to feel things and see things, which is a very interesting place to be. <laughs> I bet. Um, But one way, uh, one, one, like, this thought couldn't leave my head of, like, if I know how I'm feeling when I leave my time with God, right? Mm-hmm. Or if I know how I'm feeling before I walk into a place, then I'm able to pinpoint what's going on in that place as I'm in the place.
5: That's There's another difference. level
3: that's because is that
5: that's what you're yes yeah. so
3: like so when we were on our backpacking yeah. trip right um we're we're going city to city and we would be praying over these cities when we go through them and a lot mm-hmm. of times what we do is we would be intentional to take a heart check right before we entered into like before we got to the place of that city so that we could understand where we were at So we'd have, like, a baseline of, like, okay, this is where we're, like, this is where I'm at, Mm -hmm. and then why did this spike up and this spike up, but, like, everything else seems normal.
0: Everything you said was accurate.
3: Okay, yeah. It's just the
0: other half of the feeling. Yeah. Uh, What we were talking about was feeling things through other people. Through other people. You brought the other aspect of feeling things for yourself. Mm. How do we
3: mean feeling things for other people?
0: So, So,
1: are we recording? Yeah. I'm really curious. I sat down with two people before Annie. One of them was a feeler. Yep. And she was just like, I feel like just this heartache Mm -hmm. towards you. Like, what? I just don't know what it is. Oh, I see what you mean. And I was just like, I don't know either, to be honest with you. And she was just like, Something happened, so okay, it's yeah. not how she was feeling, yeah. but it was how she was feeling through. Oh wow! People,
3: yeah, I've only had that once, and it was the weirdest thing. And I'm glad it hasn't happened since levels.
0: Levels. Levels. Like
4: it's wow. When we, when I first started with with you, with discernment. Yeah. I, he would ask me questions about what I thought in the moment. I hmm. would just watch uh uh-huh. but when I would respond, it would if I would tell you everything in that moment I was looking at, it would have had nothing to do with <laughs> literally what I was looking at when he asked when I responded because I had time and my spirit had time to reflect on what was going on, I had a clear understanding of everything and where it was coming from mm. afterwards mm. It wasn't until I understood that and I went to God like, hey, God, I want to see this in the moment. I don't want to wait until afterwards. Mm. And that's when I started to see it in the moment. Mm -hmm. It's a different level of one. You have to understand what is happening. But once you get the aspect of like going into a place where you sit and reflect, that's when he's like, "Okay, let's take it up a notch.
5: Mm.
4: And that's when it's like, "Okay, see it. See it in the moment. Mm -hmm. Can you pinpoint it now? Oh, you can pinpoint it now. Okay. Well, I want you to now see it as soon as you look at a person, and I'm not gonna say anything. Figure it out. Literally small steps, but it's different levels that goes into it, because it doesn't just start with people. Because they can go into rooms. They can go into different different things.
1: That's Good. What are you gonna say,
0: son? Just go ahead.
1: I wasn't. I was just gonna ask him what his question was before he
0: left. I was gonna say that there's also another level of preparedness um for when you're about to feel something.
5: Mm.
0: Not all the time, but sometimes, like when I especially when you're being expectant always and when you actually are walking spirit in the spirit, yep. We don't serve a God of confusion, but of clarity. So I feel like in the moments where we have confusion on something, it's usually when we're not supposed to understand exactly where it's coming from. When I feel heavy in my spirit, majority of the time, it's not me. Majority of the time, it's the atmosphere that I know I'm about to walk into. And it's, really it's like good. the Lord kind of shows me instantly. And then, mm, like for an example, it's really Wednesday was just rough for me. Like I was just off. I was feeling so many different type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, all of it made sense the day after. None of it made sense in the moment.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Had a little bit of a breakdown, but it was good. Um, I was driving home. Literally, my phone was just sitting on my seat, and it called this person. This person that I don't have a grudge against, but they have a grudge against me. So in my spirit, that's, there's still that longing for conversation that doesn't even need to happen that's on me. I was confused because as soon as well. First off, I was already confused with how I was feeling.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Instantly, I was shifted into a different thought process of, I, <laughs> in an aspect of me getting flooded with just a bunch of old emotions. I didn't understand it in the moment until I literally looked at my phone again. Someone had texted me, didn't even read their text messages, got off of the freeway, turned back around, coming back to San Jose, called them. I was like, send me your address. Like, it, it's like my spirit knew that I had to be prepared for the atmosphere that I was about to walk into. Mm. That call had to happen in order for me to be able to feel what I was feeling in the past. Mm.
5: Mm.
0: Not only because I am about to see it in a different way, mm. but I'm about to feel it in a different way through another spirit. Mm. went to that person's house. Good Lord. Same exact situation, same exact feelings. hmm If that call wouldn't have happened, I would not have gotten those feelings. I would not have been in touch with that place of vulnerability that I was at a weaker point. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: I wouldn't be able to cope with the person that I needed to cope with.
5: Hmm. Levels.
0: Levels. It's different. Levels. But again, we don't serve a God of confusion. So if you're walking where you need to be walking through your spirit, it's just all in levels. Either you understand it in the moment if you don't that doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong Just means that you're probably not supposed to feel it yet
2: Hmm. And even just like beyond the feeling itself kind of like you highlighted Jordan It goes to all the different it goes to the seers it goes to the hearers it goes to the speakers it goes to the feelers all those people have levels to to that gift to that sense Mm. um Mm. you know um sometimes a word comes out of you for me a word comes out of me and i don't even fully understand that word there in that moment and it could take up to like a week two it could take up to like i don't even know how long before i finally get that verse or that random word from somebody else or whatever that fully clicks it together just like with the matthew four um You know, so for some people, they see it. And I think there's sometimes a disbelief with seeing it. Like, did I just see what I just saw? That's really it. And like swallowing that. And so when you were asking about the strength, where does the strength come from? I think it's like your spiritual esophagus Mm -hmm. of just being able to literally swallow it.
5: Good Lord.
2: You know, and so the reason I say that is because when i'm coming to service (laughs) even if i'm not even doing announcements if i'm not speaking if i'm nothing i can be going to stage group like it could (laughs) it could just be what i could be sitting in the congregation but i feel this different and it's not even me preparing it's like my spirits preparing me um this different just like weight it's not even pressure i don't even know how to explain it it's like like more it's way more intense than butterflies for sure um it doesn't give you the stomach turning as much but it's this this weight of like the movement's gonna happen or something like you know what's gonna happen like this expectation that comes um but yeah there's levels for it for all of us um including the feelers and yeah spiritual esophagus
0: (laughs) I like that. (laughs) That's
3: crazy. I like that a lot.
0: That's so crazy. What you were saying, how it goes back to the seers and the knowers, Mm -hmm. I can't help but think again about the body of Christ. Yeah. Because maybe in those times where we don't understand it, but we know we're walking through it, Uh maybe it's us in the body of Christ sending a signal to another part.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Thank goodness. you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, <laughs> Lord. Thank you, heaven. Um, there was something that I heard recently. Where does pain start from in the body? It gets sent from the brain. It gets sent from the brain. So it's not the actual part of you that gets impacted. It's what the brain is comprehending of the impact. Oh, and... We're all aligned with these, we're all connected right. with these nerves, with all these particles. The foot is connected to the hand, but there's certain avenues that it has to mm-hmm. go through to get to that. There's certain bones, certain tissues, certain cells that it has to get through in order to get to the hand to where the hand can do something about it. But then there's also that understanding, that comprehension. It's it's the neural pathways. It's the practice of it. It's all of that is connected to the brain. And without the brain, you don't feel any pain. You don't feel any joy. You don't feel any of those things. So yeah, no, a hundred percent. I forgot where you were even just saying that got me there. Uh, oh, the body, the body is just so complex, but yeah, we're all connected. Right. And there is this brain that we're also all connected to um, that is sending us mm. the literal messages, yeah. literally sending us the messages and you know somebody in the somebody in the leg receives that message but right. the leg isn't designed for that so it has to be used by the arm or you know and but the brain has to, yeah we just we're all Jeez. connected we're all connected for sure Jeez. for sure and you might not be able to understand it but like i was kind of saying there's a knower that does yep. and yep. that knower in their development is like well i know that i don't know how i know that or why i know that but i know that yeah And then there's that disbelief of like, but do I know that Mm -hmm. because I know it, but I don't know why I know it or how, but I do. And there's something else in the body that needs to know Mm
1: -hmm. it, but that knower is trying to fight against the knowing it. And as we
2: all iron and iron and sharpen one another, that culture, it, it bubbles, it builds. And, you know, similar to kind of what Chase was saying to some of us was, you know, if he's pouring into that center group of leaders, he knows that they're pouring into the people mm. that are around them and so you know maybe the culture might not fully be there yet but there's like you know there's people over here and there's people over here and there's people over here and it might seem a little clicky but those people are just they're just they caught a little wavelength so they're just sharpening one another you know and it takes a little while before another element gets added into that circle for example where it takes a while before those circles start to form a bigger circle you know, a bigger network of neurons literally to where I'm in stage crew and I hear something on stage, I'm like, oh man, that was, J- that's Jamal right there. Like, oh, that's, you know, and just like, just different things because we don't have to be in physical sight, um, to be on that accord of those strings that are pulling on one another. Facts.
3: I mean, that's the tough part with the body of Christ is that all of us have eyes. <laughs> Because with your body, your your foot's not looking what your hand's doing because it's unified in the body that you have. But I think the difficulty of the body of Christ is that everyone can see and by their sight they can perceive and by their perception they can judge mm-hmm. on what another part of the body's doing.
2: Yep.
3: Right? Mm-hmm. And.
2: That's the issue.
3: Oh, man, that goes into so many other things. <sighs> wanna, yeah. Um, and that all comes back to obedience, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Of, like, if if I'm really in what God's called me to be in, and I'm walking as he's called me to walk, and I'm looking in the direction that he's called me to look, mm-hmm. then I won't get distracted by another part of the body doing another thing that I'm like, that really doesn't make sense. With what he's doing over here, that doesn't make any sense,
5: mm-hmm.
3: right? But it's because he's doing something else over there that he needs to do over there so that there can be a coordination between the two ultimately in a greater purpose. Yeah. And we won't always have that vision of what a greater purpose is if we're right. caught so much on the pur- the vision right. of what we see the other side doing.
0: We forget it's a vision. I think, too, going back to obedience again is... You said, when we feel something, like pain Uh comes back or starts from the mind. Uh Obedience, literally when I think of obedience, I think that it's from, it's a filter from our spirit that's literally filtering the signals that we're sending through our spiritual walk. Um, Hmm. And I think that that's, oh, that's just so complex. I think it's so simple, but it's so complex. Uh Again, because it's filtering our mind.
1: Obedience is the filter that filters what?
0: The filter coming from our spirit that filters the thoughts that we signal. Okay. Or how we walk.
1: How we walk.
0: Through Christ. Yes. It's so funny, too. Like, I'm a dancer, so of course my mind goes to this. Muscle memory. Mm -hmm. Your muscles... (laughs) your muscles can be (laughs) so simple once they like have something once you've trained your body to do something with right technique with proper form your muscles have it down there's no changing that Mm -hmm. if you're consistent Mm -hmm. the only thing that changes that is the signals that you're sending yourself so if you feel hesitation say i'm dancing competing at nationals, been practicing the same solo for 11 months. There's nothing stopping me from performing it perfectly, but my brain, but Mm. the signals that I'm sending.
3: Yeah.
1: Frustrating.
0: It's so frustrating. Mm. (laughs) When you were talking about the body of Christ, it's so weird because when I got hip surgery, and I wasn't ready to accept that this six month recovery process was more for my spirit than it was for my body. It opened my eyes because it started to hit me when I couldn't send signals to move my, my legs. Three days after surgery, I was in my bed trying to tell myself to move, and I could not move my legs,
5: mm-hmm.
0: couldn't move them. It was like somehow there was a filter.
5: Hmm.
0: I don't even know how to explain that, but I just feel like I wasn't supposed to move physically because I needed to move spiritually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Abby. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. No. Uh, we really appreciate it. I know this is not going to be the last time. Um, CJ you want to pray us out Sure Scratch that I don't even know why I said that Abby you want to pray us out
0: Yeah
1: Awesome hmm.
0: Lord I just thank you for silence Thank you for the power that silence can carry, Lord. And for the ability it gives our obedience, Lord, that we can just walk through. Walk through you knowing that we don't have to understand everything in the moment. But if it's for the body of Christ, why not do it? Why not listen to it? Why not lean into it, God? I just pray right now that anyone that is listening, Lord, that their postures will just be changed somehow some way. Father, that everything that we have talked about just from our ideas to spiritual longings, Lord, allow the people that are listening, Lord, just to relate somehow. We give it to you, Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity for these people that you've brought into my life um so intentionally, Lord, and I just thank you for the alignment that it brings when we come together, Lord, through your body. In Jesus name, I pray amen.